You're listening to the official Ankeny Community School District podcast, We Are Ankeny, where we're sparking conversations about all things Ankeny schools. Hey, Ankeny community, thanks for joining me today. I'm Dr. Eric Pruitt, superintendent of Ankeny Schools, and let's talk about enrollment and registration. With me today are Dr. Darren Hawk and Mr. Kurt McGill. Dr. Darren Hawk is the district's chief operations officer. He oversees all things operations, including construction, maintenance, registration, technology, human, human resources, safety, and transportation. Darren has been part of Ankeny Community Schools most of his life, graduating from Ankeny High School, teaching as a band director at Ankeny High School, serving as an administrator at Ankeny Centennial High School, and now serving on our leadership team at the central office. Kirk McGill is the integrated systems administrator for the district. He oversees the integration of district-wide software, a large part of which is managing our student information system, Infinite Campus. As such, directly supervising the registration process and the district registrars. He is joining us today with a deep technical understanding of the process and the importance of registration. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Hello. Yeah, so let's get this started. Um, tell us about registration. Well, I like to think of registration uh, as like the starting point or the kickoff uh, for how we better serve Ankeny as a district. Um, obviously, the more information we can bring in through registration, the better we can prepare our buildings, teachers, all of our resources for the upcoming school year. So why is it important? Well, there's a pause. <laughs> That's okay, but yeah. you know, as you think about, um, we opened registration up in February. Uh, you know, we're rocking and rolling uh, for the past couple of months. You know, why is it important that um, our parents, uh, both existing and new uh, and new parents, um, register as soon as possible? Well, that that data drives a lot of decisions that we have to make for the upcoming school year, especially. Um, well, especially new students, um, we need to fit them into our our growing population in the place that it makes the most sense, not only for where they move into the district where they live, but where we have room uh, with the district growing like it has, that becomes challenging. So the earlier we can get that information, um, the the easier it is for us to help those families make the transition into Ankeny. No, I appreciate that, Kirk. And so, you know, for, what could you say to our existing fam, our existing families right now that currently have students in the district? Um, what should they expect uh, once they register? Existing families? Yes. So once they go into Infinite Campus, um, they they go into the system to register um, their 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 students. Um, what what, is, what does that do for them uh, going into next year? Essentially what that does for us or for them is it secures that spot for their child in that building. Um, if there's not going to be any changes, like if they haven't moved, if they haven't uh, added a new student to the district, it, typically that just automatically flows. Uh, it, it processes itself virtually automatically. We don't really have to touch it unless they have some, some changes, whether that be medical, address, stuff like that. Absolutely. I um, appreciate that. Dr. Hawk, uh, a.k.a. Darren, um, <laughs> so we, we get a lot of emails uh, throughout the course of the year 
um, and for um, our families moving into the district, um, what should they be aware of um, with regards to our registration process and you know, what type of documents should they be, uh, be prepared to, to have to assist with that process? That's a great question. Um, Ankeny is a rapidly growing school district. And so we, as you said, we have a lot of communication over the course of the year of, of people who are, are moving here and want to enroll their, their students in our schools. Um, and like Kirk was talking about, the sooner we have that information, the better we're able to plan. And so it's really important that as families uh, move here or are planning to move here, as they start that registration process, that they they are ready with some some proof of residency of, of where their address is going to be within the school. So that could be um, a proof of, of purchase of a new home. It could be a utility bill or something that establishes that they're living at, a, at an address in, in within the district boundaries, which helps us make sure that we're assigning them to the correct school. Oh, absolutely. So I, I, I actually experienced that last year uh, being new to the district. Um, having three kids um, who attend school here in Ankeny. And so I, I went through that process. Um, what's different about about me and my family is that I didn't have um, I, um, any children that were entering pre-K or kindergarten. And so can you talk about um, what are some of the, uh, the differences that some parents may experience with our pre-K program and uh, what our parents could expect for kindergarten? Well, I will be able to answer the kindergarten question a lot better than preschool, and so I'll turn the preschool one back over to Kirk. But um, with kindergarten, what's especially important is that we um, can establish the the proof of age of the student. So um, kindergartners have to be uh, five years old by September 15th of the year that they're enrolling in, in kindergarten. And so um, a birth certificate or uh, some kind of proof of, of age of that student is really important for our kindergarten students. And, and Kirk, I wonder if you could maybe share a little bit about what is uh, specific about the preschool. Yeah, I think the, the big thing with the preschool is we have to work really closely with the, with the secretaries and the administration there because they've got to fit preschool kids into what might work best for the family. Those preferences are the mornings and the afternoons. And so it's hard for us to determine that without, you know, that firsthand knowledge. And so we work direct, we work very closely with them. And when a new, new family was, is looking to register a preschool student, they basically come in and say, this is our preference. And then as a district, we try to meet them on those needs. Obviously with, with that and with all registration, it's first come first serve. And so the earlier you can get that registration done, the earlier we can get those decisions made and hopefully meet the families on the level that they need to be met. Thanks, Kirk. And I think what um, our new parents need to know about our district um, that may be unique is that um, all of our preschool students actually go to one location um, at Terrace. And so that's really important for our new parents to understand uh, with regards to when they're registering their kids for um, pre-K. Another aspect of um, that that our parents should be aware of that are new to Ankeny and uh, to our district is that um, at a certain point in the registration process, students may not necessarily be able to go to their neighborhood school. And once again, um, I'll fall into this category. Um, I, my family and I um, got here um, in uh, July. Um, they were supposed to go to Rock Creek. Um, however, just due to the registration process, 
Rock Creek was full. And uh, fortunately, because we have really good schools across our entire district, uh, they ended up being able to go to Ashland Ridge. And so, you know, what should our parents know who are moving into the district right now uh, understand about uh, enroll, enrollment and registration? And uh, although they may be moving into uh, a particular neighborhood, um, depending upon when they're registering, how does that impact whether or not they're able to attend their neighborhood school versus being sent to another school? So, Dr. Uh, Darren, would you be able to um, uh, answer that question for me? Absolutely. Um, like I said before, we're a, a very uh, rapidly growing school district, and and in our north uh, side of town in particular, um, we have three elementary schools that are at or near capacity uh, for uh, what we can fit into that school as far as the number of students. And so unfortunately, as you experienced, um, some of our students will um, end up having to attend a, a, a different school. Um, I, when that happens, we a, want to make sure that, um, that uh, parents understand that we will provide transportation to students that have to attend a school other than the one that they, their address would indicate that they should go to. So parents don't have to worry about trying to get their students to or from school each day. We'll provide the transportation. And we also will work to keep families together. So a, a new family moving to the district that has a first grader and a fourth grader we will work to make sure both of those students, even if there's room in one of those, uh, one of those two grades at, at their home school, we will give families the option of having both of those students attend the same school together so we're not, we're not splitting families up. When a family um, has students that are attending a, a different school because of capacity, we put them on a callback list. And so if room opens up during that year, we will offer the family to, to come back to the, the school that would be um, their home school based on address. Families may choose to say yes during the course of that year, or they may decide to finish the year at the school that, that they're attending. However, then that next year they would be enrolled in, the, um, in their home school based on, on address. Thank you very much. And you know, one of the things that um, I read about prior to coming here was just some of the rapid growth that this district um, has experienced um, over the past few years. And so, Kirk, um, how, how fast and how, by how many students have we been growing um, over the past few years? That's a, that's a good question. I'm, I'm going to say we've been experiencing that, what, 3% growth? That's it, correct. And I think that actually translate to, translates to about 250 students uh, per year over, over the past five to seven years. And so, and, and we're actually um, projected to continue to grow based off of um, our demo demographers projections that we received uh, last November. And so, um, uh, Darren, you know, could you um, talk about uh, those projections and our growth and then how that impacts um, us as a district? Absolutely. So, um, since the year 20 or 2000, we have doubled our enrollment in the school district. So if you go back to the year 2000, we were just a little over 5,000 students total in the district. We are currently um, about 12,500 students. Uh, with, if you don't uh, count preschool, that's just K through 12 enrollment. And we are projected to be over 13,500 students by the 2026-2027 school year. So that... Um, two to three and a half percent growth or 200 to 300 student growth year over year is projected to continue well into the future. 
Thank you. And um, for our listeners, I encourage you to go to our website. We have a new interactive map uh, that you're able to um, engage to, to look at um, how um, uh, our, our our enrollment is distributed across um, our, our entire district. And so, um, Kirk, um, we opened up uh, registration in February of this year. Um, is there any data that you'd like to highlight for us with regards to um, that, that beginning enrollment and what we're seeing so far with regards to our kindergarten data? Sure. And, and in years past, we have opened enrollment at that same time, but typically that's only been for preschool and kindergarten. This year, we've opened that up to the entire student body for all grades. And I think the big impact that we've seen this year, especially with uh, with the advertising and the work with the communications department, is that we're already noticing a huge increase of of enrollment. We're well over 52% of our entire student body enrolled already. And so that helps in a lot of ways because we're not going to hopefully see this big uh, last-minute influx of registration enrollments uh, in in July. So we're, we're really aiming at, at trying to spread that work out over, over time so we can be more proactive. Absolutely. One of the things that um, – I learned when coming into the district um, around our customer service, um, our district prides itself in, you know, how we're serving our, our new families and existing families with regards to enrollment um, and registration. And so I was really proud of our, our school board last fall when they approved um, a second registrar. You know, what impact has that second registrar had on our enrollment and registration? It's been great. Honestly, it's uh, it's really given us the ability to handle the capacity of enrollments that we, we have to handle on a regular basis. Um, I think the, the, big, the big point that I could make right now is that we're caught up. We're starting, we're starting into the summer without having registrations on hold, without having registrations that haven't been um, processed to any extent yet. And uh, in years past, I don't know that that's been uh, the norm. And so for us to be in a position of being, uh, I hate to keep using the word, but being proactive, uh, it really helps us. Uh, it helps us meet the community where the community needs to be met. Instead of uh, returning phone calls from two or three days ago, we're answering calls as they come in. There's, there's no emails on hold. People are getting the answers they expect in a very timely fashion. So, Darren, um, b- because we are essentially caught up compared to previous years, um, what do you anticipate uh, the impact is going to be on the overall experience of our parents uh, over the summer? How does this, how does us being caught up so soon in our enrollment and registration process impact uh, central office and, uh, more importantly, um, our principals and teachers um, at the school level? That's a really important question. Um, to what Kirk was just talking about as far as our capacity to enroll. Um, We have enrolled over twice as many new kindergartners at this point of the year this year as compared to what we were able to do last year. So we already have over 820 kindergartners who have registered for next year already. And what happens is, is that that process kind of cascades through our system. So once we have a student who is enrolled and that enrollment is processed, we're able to do a lot of the other work that's necessary to get the year started. We can make sure that we have enough teachers hired at the correct grades to support all those students, make sure we have classroom space. 
but it also helps us do things like make sure that we can get accurate bus lists. You know, the sooner that we have our registration completed, the sooner we're able to get that information to our bus company and we can get accurate routing information. Um, the sooner we have our registration process uh, completed, the easier it is for our schools to have accurate class lists so that they can work with families as they prepare for meet the teacher night or those back to school night thing, uh, events that happen in, in August. So having this information coming in earlier, like we're doing right now, and encouraging families to get their enrollments done early will really make the beginning of the school year um, a better experience for everyone in the system. And so because we're anticipating that we're going to be able to begin the school year vastly differently than we were able to last year, uh, what impact does that have on certified enrollment? And can you tell our audience you know, exactly what certified enrollment is and how, how that impacts um, the quality of service and services that we're able to provide um, students? Absolutely. So we, the, all school districts in Iowa have to certify their enrollment with the state on October 1st. And so it's very important that we are able to um, have an accurate accounting of all of our students, um, not only what schools they go to, but, but what resources they need in order to be successful so that we can have a, an accurate count go to the state on October 1st. That establishes the funding that our school district receives from the state for the next school year. So having that accurate information by October 1 is, is critically important. Absolutely. And um, we, we, earlier we, we were discussing um, the, our projections and you know what we're expecting, how many students we're expecting to have going into next year. Um, I'm really um, excited about the groundbreaking we had a few weeks ago. Um, what impact does um, our enrollment have on long range planning for the district? Well, it's impossible for us to plan accurately without accurate data of, of our current enrollment and good data that gives us projections on, on that enrollment growth. And, and that really is more than just what buildings uh, students may attend, but it also is important for us to understand where within the city of Ankeny the development is currently and where it is expected to grow in the future so that we make sure that we're selecting the right sites for our building projects. Um, as you said, we, we just did a groundbreaking on our next elementary school, which will, provided much, which will provide much needed capacity um, in our North Feeder in particular. Um, we talked about those three elementary schools that are, are at or near capacity right now. That new elementary school will make it. So hopefully we, we can go for a few years at least without students having to be um, placed in a school other than their home school within the district. And then obviously as that growth from the elementary years moves through the system, we have to begin planning on what does our secondary, um, our secondary system look like moving into the future. Absolutely. And uh, can, can you also uh, give our um, listeners, especially our, our new um, families to the district, uh, a picture of the types of schools that we have with regards to uh, grade configuration um, uh, that they should um, expect? Absolutely. So as, as we spoke earlier, we have one school that is dedicated to uh, preschool, pre-kindergarten learning. We have 10 elementary schools, which are for kindergarten through fifth grade students. We have a sixth and seventh grade building on both the north and the, and the south side of town. 
We also have an 8th and ninth grade building on the north and the south side of town. And then we have two comprehensive 10th through 12th grade high schools on each side of town. And again, we're really excited about the um, groundbreaking ceremony for elementary number 12. We actually anticipate that that building will be open in 2024, correct? That's correct. It will be ready for the start of the school year for the 2024 um, school year. That's, uh, I, I can't wait for that ribbon cutting. Um, Kirk, um, we, we've been talking about in, enrollment and registration. And so for our, our families, again, that are new, uh, that may be new to our, our district, uh, can you explain what Infinite Campus is and uh, what they can expect um, uh, around how to in, uh, interact with that system? Sure. Infinite Campus is uh, what we call our student information system, and it's where all of our census data is is gathered. It's also where the teachers uh, take and enroll or take <laughs> my attendance. Point. Yeah, I think these <laughs> things might be too hard on my head. <laughs> so, uh, uh, well, let me start over. Infinite Campus is our student information system. Um, it's where we collect all of the census data for our, our users, which would include parents, students, staff. Uh, it's where we create scheduling for the, the classes in each of the buildings. It's where teachers uh, put in assignments and take attendance and put in grades. Um, the other side of it that the parents see is called the parent portal. And the parent portal is where all of our parents or custodials, <laughs> where all our parents can go in and see what's going on with their students in the district. Thank you. And so th basically this is a, a one-stop shop for all of our parents um, with regards to getting information about uh, their child or children that um, are enrolled in our district. Correct. I know a lot of the buildings also do daily announcements using Infinite Campus. So when a parent logs in, they can see pertinent data that's uh, re relevant to their student in the building that they're in. Absolutely. Dr. Hawk, and so you know, although we're talking about registration and enrollment, open enrollment um, has um, uh, a, a part of this, is a part of this process. And so can you tell our audience uh, what open enrollment is um, and um, how that factors into our registration process right now? Absolutely. The, the state of Iowa has a law that allows a family to um, decide to send their student to a district other than the district where they have established residence, and they call that open enrollment. So each year we have a number of families who for a multitude of reasons, decide to have their student attend, uh, for example, at North Polk or at Seidel or at Bondurant. And we also have a number of families in, in our surrounding districts that decide to have their student enroll here in Ankeny Community Schools. And so each year, we, we just passed the uh, deadline for open enrollment for the 22-23 school year. Each year by March 1st, student uh, and families have to declare their intention as far as um, whether or not they want to take advantage of the open enrollment opportunities that exist. Um, and they fill out a form that is on our district website to indicate that uh, the desire to open enroll their student. And so we have students that are coming to us and we have students that are going to other schools based on that law. So I've heard some rumors that if I'm an existing family in our district, and let's say that my students uh, attend the North Feeder schools, and uh, and I decide that I want my child to go to a South Feeder school, can I open enroll 
my kids into a South Feeder school? Uh, the short answer is no. Um, open enrollment applies to um, a, a family choosing to go to a different district, not to a different school within a district. So um, I'm, I'm proud to say that, that we have fantastic schools across the city of Ankeny, um, and our schools are able to provide an exceptional experience to all students. And so um, except in very rare occasions where um, there might be a legal change in guardianship or some other uh, circumstances that are beyond the student's control, we really work to make sure that students are able to attend the school that's indicated by the address of their home and that they have a fantastic experience at that school. Absolutely. And so, one, uh, I really want to thank um, both uh, you, Kirk, and Darren for joining me, t- joining me today. Um, I want to thank our listeners uh, for joining us to hear more about the student uh, registration process, its importance, and implications for our district. Uh, don't forget to complete your children's annual update in Infinite Campus. If your kids are new to the district, go to www org to register your kids for school today. Thank you again, Darren and Kirk, for joining us to talk about the enrollment process. And thank you listeners for joining us on the first episode of We Are Ankeny. We Are Ankeny. Thank you for listening to the We Are Ankeny podcast, the official podcast of Ankeny Community Schools. 